0: You're listening to the More and Better Disciples Podcast, a resource to equip the church to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Let's get started. Hey everybody, and welcome to the More and Better Disciples Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Caps, here with Phil Kramer, lead pastor of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas.
1: How's it going, Phil? Keith, we're having a great day, brother.
0: It is a great day in celebrating the resurrection. Uh, I hope our folks are just having a great, great week um, as we celebrate this Easter season and uh, a risen Savior. Amen. Amen. So let's uh, go ahead and jump right into our topic for today as we wrap up our Evangelism 101 series. Today, talking about next steps for those who have just uh, accepted Christ recently, Uh, specifically today, the scriptures and community and why those are so important uh, in the life of a disciple. So, Phil, let's say we have, uh, we've talked someone through uh, the gospel, we've shared our testimony, we've shared the basics of the gospel, they've prayed to accept Christ. Maybe they've even made a decision to follow Christ in baptism, and we're trying to help them or ourselves uh, continue to grow as disciples. Um, what are some helpful next steps after we follow Christ in baptism What should we be encouraging folks to do?
1: Well, certainly we should be asking them, what's your next step, right? Because a definition of disciple at Crossgate Church is a growing follower of Jesus who lives and loves like Jesus and leads others to follow him. So one of the best ways we can set that precedent and that pace uh, for a new believer, is to help them to to develop momentum early, right? Okay, how do I start taking some of these next steps? And of course, those will be baby steps, right? I mean, we're not asking people to to do a, some leap across the across the entire churchyard or something. I mean, we're just we're saying just take a baby step here. And certainly, one of the key baby steps is to get into the Word uh, and and start getting into the Scripture. Uh, you know, because when you think about the Bible and you think about the Word of God, there are many places in the Scripture that liken God's word to food, right? And so, for example, uh, Job twenty-three, twelve, Job says, "I have treasured uh, his word more than my necessary food." So there's there's a there's a hierarchy there, right? I mean, it's just it. it the the old saying is, "No Bible, no breakfast." So, you know, something along those lines. First uh, Peter chapter two, verses two and three, talk about craving the pure spiritual milk like newborn babes. First uh, Corinthians three, verses one and two, talks about The difference between drinking spiritual milk and eating spiritual meat, and the expectation is for for a new Christian, a baby Christian, yes, you just want to feed them the basic milk of the Word just to get them used to feeding and ultimately self-feeding, right? Because that's one of the true marks of a follower of Jesus, a mature follower of Jesus, is you're not completely dependent on the pastor or upon some, uh, you know, some, uh, uh, you know, some sermon online or whatever, but you are actually getting into the Word for yourself and feeding yourself. Uh, but getting into the Word is huge, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Biblical community is another huge step, right? Again, that's one of the reasons why one of the basic steps that we have at Crossgate Church in our in our Next Steps disciple-making strategy is to join a group, right? I mean, the old saying goes, we do life in circles, not in rows. And yes, sitting in church and listening to Pastor Phil preach on Sunday mornings or listening to some other pastor preach is important, but getting into that circle in a, in a smaller setting of maybe 6, 8, 10, 12 people at the most, that's when you start to really develop the rhythms of biblical community in your life, and that's so critical for a new Christian.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for clarifying that. And just to uh, to give people a, an overview, our next step strategy here, um, we kind of think of that in four different ways. Um, you know, sections and that is to make a decision, uh, whether that be to uh, follow Christ um, for the first time or follow Him in baptism uh, and then join a group um, and then become a member and meet a need. And so specifically we're talking about, uh, those two middle steps today, joining a group and meet, uh, excuse me, becoming a member. And so we talked about getting into the word and biblical community. It seems like to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the best context for that is in the context of the local church. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Totally agree.
0: And why? My question though is is why is that so important? Because I've heard people push back on that to say, well, you know, I can I can worship from my living room, or I can worship, you know, from the lake, or I'll just watch it on TV, or I go to this church online. Um, And not to say any of those things are bad, but why is being in a local church so important, Phil?
1: Well, great question, and, and yes, we run into this a lot, I mean, especially with the prevalence of churches and, and worship services and preachers and so forth online. I mean, it's never been easier to, you know, pretty much do church from your living room sitting in your recliner. I say it's never been easier. I can't say it's appropriate, but for example, just last Tuesday when we ate lunch with the pastors, we were talking to a gentleman in the restaurant we were at, and we asked him where he went to church, and he goes, oh, well, I, I go to church watching it online. I watch so-and-so on, That that's, that's church for me. Uh, didn't really have an opportunity to uh, to talk a little more uh, with him about that, but you know there, there's there's a time and a place for uh, watching church from home or, or or what have you, right? I mean certainly during COVID there was a season there, but even COVID you know and and you know a huge shout out to Byron Lee and, and our entire tech team for the online uh, product that we put out every single week with our services. But listen the. the during COVID, that was all about um, accessibility, not convenience. I mean, we weren't putting that out there so that we could make lives, you know, people's lives more convenient. We were simply putting it out there so people could access. But let's say someone is, is, is older, or frail, and they can't get out. That's certainly a legitimate, uh, you know, option. But listen, I mean, you know, for someone who would tell me, I don't need to go to church, I can just watch it online. Okay, then my question to them would be, well, where are you touching people? Right? I, mean, I mean, not just touching in terms of investing in other people, but just physically touching people, shaking a hand, hugging a neck, whatever. I mean, you, know, you, you can't possibly connect with people unless you're touching them, ultimately. You know, I think that the online, the digital option works for a, a short season, but I mean, you, you have to have a deeper relationship with that. Uh, in addition to that, I mean, just the physical movement that it requires to get to church— I, honestly, I think that's demonstrating to the flesh, that's us demonstrating to the flesh that this is a priority for us, right? I mean, if, if, if everything's so easy and, and, and things are so convenient for us, I don't think that's the context where people truly grow as followers of Jesus. And then, oh, by the way, I would also ask, where are you serving, right? I mean, now, if, if your entire goal is to simply sit back and consume, okay, I think you've, you've, you've accomplished that goal. But where are you serving? meeting a need, serving others. Just this week, well, you know this, in our Bible engagement plan at Crossgate Church, our uh, scripture memory for this week is Matthew 20. Certainly one of the verses is verse 28, where it says the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And I told the high school boys in our little D group we have on Wednesday mornings, I said, guys, memorize that verse because that will, that will pay massive dividends over the years to you as a, as a man, as a husband, as a dad, and as a leader right so where are people serving i mean i just i don't see how people can truly uh, experience the full the full spectrum of being a disciple of jesus if they're simply watching from home
0: yeah, those are great points, and definitely uh, great value in the local church. And, you know, we, we did a uh, one of these podcasts uh, near the beginning where we talked about the difference in information and transformation, and certainly you can get a lot of great information by, like you said, consuming online or on a TV screen, um, but... If you really are looking for life transformation, that's going to happen in relationship. Discipleship ultimately happens in relationships with God and with other believers. Um, So thank you so much for just providing the context for... um, making more and better disciples, but let's talk about the content a little bit more and specifically getting into the Word. For someone who's a brand new Christian Phil, or maybe someone who, you know, made that decision a while ago but has never really engaged the Bible, where would you suggest they start?
1: Well, traditionally people are always directed to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John technically is more of an evangelistic tool Uh, because the whole purpose of the Gospel of John is that people would believe in in Jesus, that that he is the Christ. But nevertheless, I mean, John is a great gospel. Any of the gospels are great. Uh, Luke tells a ton of great stories. Matthew, I I would always direct people toward the the first, toward the scriptures that tell a story, right? The gospels in the New Testament, Acts, A-C-T-S, is a great book as well. Uh, The first book in the Bible that I ever read all the way through was the book of Joshua. Uh, how did I choose that? Well, my, my youth pastor had a little baby named Joshua. I mean, how random is that? But I, I, I was, uh, that summer after I got saved, I just decided I was going to read the book of Joshua and that's a story. First and second Samuel, first and second Kings, uh, any of those places are great to start. The Psalms are fantastic. Proverbs is great. Read a chapter a day. You could be done with it, in a, be done with it in a whole month. Uh, and then, of course, beyond that, we have the, B- the Crossgate Bible Engagement Plan, which you put together, which is a great resource. Five chapters a week, not a, a huge crushing amount of scripture to read. And then, of course, in, uh, in companion with that is uh, our, our HEAR journaling uh, strategy, which, which is also on our website in the resources page, and there's a very clear explanation of how to, uh, how to utilize that. So lots of opportunities and ideas.
0: Yeah, and I could not uh, recommend that uh, the Bible engagement plan, the HEAR journal method, um, I could not recommend that more, uh, not just because I had a part in it, but because it's been so helpful for me and for other people. I think the key here is to help people to come up with an intentional plan. Uh, We don't want folks to just open the Bible and read to the very first thing that they see. Certainly God can use that, um, but uh, some intentionality and giving them a plan is always going to set them up for success when it comes to engaging the Word of God. All right, so we know that engaging the Word, getting into the Word is important, but we've also talked a lot about biblical community on the podcast. So for a new Christian, why is community so important? And what kind of community? What What should we be looking for when we're talking about biblical community?
1: Well, let's get very practical. So our kind of our, our chief building block at Crossgate Church for biblical community is a life group. And we've got upwards of 30 life groups that meet on campus or some that meet off campus uh, that really cover a broad range of ages and, and, and life seasons and all the rest. So typically, of course, when someone walks into Next Steps, if they say, hey, I'm looking for a life group, yourself or myself, will direct them to this list that we have. And we'll make a few recommendations based on where they are in life or whatever. No pressure whatsoever. We'll say, hey, look, I mean, you can shop around for several weeks, just prayerfully attend this one and then check out this one and this one. You're looking for affinities. Certainly, yes, uh, age or, or season of life is, is important for most people. Uh, but, but again, we don't say, okay, you are this age range, you must go to this life group. I mean, we, we give plenty of latitude in that regard. So let's say a couple or an individual steps into a life group on a Sunday morning and they just want to check it out. What what should they be looking for more than just simply saying, well, this makes me feel comfortable, right? There's more to it. Okay. I, I think we can automatically make the assumption that every life group at Crossgate Church has a high view of scripture and is characterized by theological integrity. Okay. That's always important, but not every group and not every church has those characteristics. Um, one of the things that I would look for personally is I don't want to go to a, a group that is predominantly a lecture-based experience, right, where the teacher just gets up and just teaches for 45 minutes or an hour, and then class is dismissed. Uh, now, certainly what I do on Sunday mornings in giving the message is, is largely lecture-based, okay, but that's a different setting. I'm looking for some healthy discussion. I'm looking for some some at least a decent amount of transparency on the part of the leader, because the leader's always set the pace. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And truly doing biblical community requires a, a setting where people are getting transparent, right? They 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 are sharing some of their struggles, some of their hurts, some of their pains, some of their needs, and even their honest questions and doubts. Okay. So I'm looking for something that's a little more discussion-based, that's characterized by authenticity. I'm also honestly looking for a group that provides some some reasonable care and and accountability and correction. Okay, so care, they're actually looking out for one another. If I step into the group and and people are not even engaging me as, as a visitor or a guest, they're probably not going to be doing a very good job of caring for their members either, right? But also here's something else, and a lot of people kind of in a more traditional small group model are not interested in this, but at Crossgate Church, life groups, that's the first line of accountability as well. I mean, I want a group of people that's going to hold me accountable to being faithful to Jesus and being a faithful follower of Jesus. So those are just some of the things I'm looking for in a life group.
0: Yeah, and those are great points, and and obviously um, this may be a shock to some, but we we don't have any perfect life groups. Here at Crossgate. I what? might be mistaken. Yours, well, I, yours I heard yours
1: perfect. was pretty perfect.
0: <laughs> well, we may need to figure out who told you that. The, the uh, Mary
1: Poppins life group practically perfect in almost every way.
0: There we go. There we go. No, that's absolutely <laughs> not true. And so, you know, but that's almost encouraging because um, that sounds like a perfect place for imperfect people. That's right. Um, and and that's uh that's the truth. Uh, but. We want to be growing together. And so we, we have goals for our groups. We have uh, some training and, and things that we want to uh, to try to implement and be working towards as groups. So definitely uh, biblical community is important because we're, we're made for relationships. And like you said, uh, the encouragement, the care, the accountability, very, very important when it comes to growing um, and following Jesus, not in isolation, but together in biblical community. All right, Phil, so maybe folks are listening to this and they want some more information about getting plugged into the church, maybe becoming a member here at Crossgate, or just saying, hey, I, okay, you convinced me I want to go deeper in the Word, or I want to get connected to biblical community and a life group. What are some ways where people can start that process?
1: Well, again, I mean, we've, we've teed this thing up kind of like we said last week with our next step strategy, but also our next step space. Right? we A couple years ago, we dedicated some of the, the prime real estate in our church to next steps. In fact, it's called Next Steps, and we always tell people, come meet us in Next Steps after the service, and we'll uh, we'll help you to take your next step. So sounds like what you're asking me is where do people go in order to take their next step or even to find out what their next step is. I would say go to Next Steps on our campus after any of the services or even before the services and just walk in. They may not even have something in mind other than to simply say, what's my next step? And we have pastors and elders and leaders there who will be more than happy to help them get pointed in the right direction to take their next step with Jesus
0: yeah absolutely. we always love helping people get connected uh, to that next step and and also you know if uh, for whatever reason they're not able to physically uh, come into next steps, they can always visit us on our website crossgate.org. Right. about halfway down that page there's a next steps button. they can fill that out and we will be uh, in contact with them um, letting them know um, you know what the options are and and uh, ready and willing to help as much as we can. Well, we are about out of time for today, but as we wrap up this Evangelism 101 series, just want to do a quick recap. You know, we talked about You know, being intentional and starting conversations, seeing people being filled with the Spirit um, and transitioning to sharing our testimony. We talked about uh, sharing the basic premise of the gospel with folks with an invitation to accept Christ and then helping them after they do um, to follow the Lord and believers' baptism and then get plugged into the scriptures and community. Uh, Phil, as we wrap up, what encouragement uh, would you want to give our folks when it comes to evangelism and sharing our faith?
1: Wow. Well, the most important thing is to be filled with the Spirit yourself because you'll never you'll never be an effective witness for Jesus unless it's, it's out of an overflow of what's going on in your own life. And too many times we have stood up and told people, you need to share Jesus, you need to have these engagements, these gospel conversations. But if it's not out of an overflow in their own life, we're just going to end up with a bunch of spiritually frustrated people. So seek the Lord while he may be found, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you, James 4, verse 8.
0: Absolutely. He is the vine. We are the branches. Amen. Um, Apart from him, we can do nothing. So our prayer is that we abide in him. And like you said, out of the overflow, lives will be changed and more and better disciples will be made for Jesus Christ. Well, we're out of time for today, so we'll see you later. Thanks, Keith. Thank you for listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a ministry of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. To learn more, join us on our website, crossgate.org.